y dos. Y dos. Una. Y dos. Y dos. Hello and welcome to Cortez NYC Livestream, the podcast. This show broadcasts twice a week out of New York City. We are your hosts, Cortez NYC. And Carla de Puerto Rico. And on the show, we talk about art, creativity, city life. From a Latino perspective, I'm a visual artist. And I'm a singer. And this is episode 33, live at the Street Art Expo. As always, you can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. And also on social media on Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, and Instagram. My online store has now launched, CortezNYC.BigCartel.com. You can find my graffiti art merchandise. I have pins, stickers, and posters. Some items have a limited run, so place your orders now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cortez NYC Livestream. We are here live at the Street Art Expo. This is Carla. I'm here with Carla. We are at a booth. We are selling stickers. Pins, posters, original art, um, canvases. We have bottles of water. Yeah, because no hay guaro. Colombia! <laughs> Where word, Cano Colombia. We were over here with a, with a laptop under the table watching the game. So it was do or die. And they were playing Poland, which was one of the toughest ones in their, in their group. And Colombia destroyed Poland three to zero. <laughs> Sorry, Poland. <laughs> destroyed. Destroyed. Okay. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Well, we're here at the Street Art Expo, and I want to ask Cortez, how do you feel uh, in this expo? How has been the response of people, and how have you seen the other artists here? I think it's really cool to see. Um, graffiti artists showing their stuff the way that I was used to seeing comic book artists because I've, I used to do comic book conventions uh, back in the day and you know I would go and set up my table in Artist Alley I would do sketches I would have people coming around asking me like oh can you do a, a Superman can you do a Spider-Man whatever I would do it but it wasn't really exactly my thing and I would have people come to the Comic Con and be like, oh, wow, you know, I recognize your work. Wow, you do this stuff too? I, you know, that's incredible that you're here at the comic book convention. Like, I was always like, kind of like an outsider to the comic book convention scene. Um, so it's nice to see here that it's actually street art. It's what my, my genre is, um, to have it set up like an actual expo and to have a table and you can set up your stuff and you can meet and greet with people and sell stuff. Um, I think the expo is a little slow. I think the, the cover entrance is a little high and that kind of blocked people out that might have been interested. You could have had probably more more um, cu curious people show up if, if the price wasn't so high. So I think it, because of the price, you had the real hardcore people that are really into what you're doing show up. Um, I actually had a guy say, yeah, I came just for the pin, <laughs> which is funny. Um, but it, but it, I think it's been good. And um, I would definitely do it again, I think. I think next time we know what to expect. Um, the table size was a little small. They said five foot. It's not five foot. But no shade. It's a good thing. I think they put together a good project here, a good, a good, um, a good expo. Yeah, this is my first time in a convention, being a like a guest on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's pretty cool. You get to see many creators and people that create not only art, but I mean. Everything is hard, but 
you have teachers, you have hats, you have book bags, uh, toys, uh, little keychains, so it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I think the turnout was a little bit, there was, there's not that many people coming into the convention to see, but the people that did came, I think that they all were very interested in what we were doing. Um, it was a pretty good experience to set up everything and have our name out there. So, I mean, another good thing about this convention always is that you get to meet people and see people that that you wouldn't expect would be into your work. I mean, um, we saw a lot of Latinos, right? A lot of Latinos gravitated to us, obviously because we're representing all the Latino stuff right now um, in, in my art. Um, even had one comment where one of the people, what did they say? They said that, ah, oh, it's the first time I see a Colombian graffiti artists. I always see Puerto Ricans, but not Colombians. So that was pretty cool to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was a little stunned. I was like, I never really thought of it like that. And it's interesting. I mean, you know, I can hear it. It's fine. How was watching the game? How did how did that go? That was good, actually. It wasn't. I thought I was going to be like, oh my god, I cannot watch it. But I, I was actually paying a lot of attention to well, the game. Was, there was there was slow moments. There was slow yeah, moments. yeah. Watch it. But then there was a couple of goals that I missed because I'm selling. <laughs> and I missed one of the goals, and then I had to see the replay. But anyways, it was good. Yeah. I think another funny reaction here was the. Uh, the Trump stickers. Oh yeah, we had we had people that will come to the table, will see the sticker, <laughs> Mary faces like I don't know what you're doing, and then look at everything else. Chris will offer the flyer, and they will be like, okay, yeah, thank you. Like they didn't like it, and then other people will be like, oh, that's dope, but one one, and then other people had like a weird reaction. There was one lady that had a very weird reaction, like her face was disgusted about it but then she was interested in the art so i don't know if she was disgusted because she just don't want to see trump in art or because she doesn't like that image of trump but yeah it was very interesting yeah um some people you don't know how to read them i think that's the way politics is you don't know how to read what is their view on it you know some people might look at it as uh, a positive thing or some people might look at it as a negative thing. funny was lady pink's reaction when lady pink came around and she saw it and she was all like, yes, but she didn't want it. Exactly, exactly. She was like, really, like... This is great, but I don't want it in my house. I cannot have this, like, sitting there and looking at me. <laughs> that was that was a funny reaction. And then she started telling me how she painted, Lady Pink had painted a, a Trump theme uh, piece down in, in Miami. And and that's that's impressive. I mean, I, I know her style. I know that she doesn't hold back when she does something. But it's impressive that she did it in Miami because, you know, Miami had a big following for Trump. So, I mean, I know what she's doing. She's putting herself out there when she does that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You have to. You have to express yourself. Say what you think. But it was, it was good to see Lady Pink here. It's nice to see her here. I think the other thing that I would say, and this is going into our episode, the episode that we talk about uh, preparing for the show and all the work that put went into it, I think something that we didn't take into consideration was food. Um, we, we were here all day. There was no food here on site, and we're hungry, hungry. Not hungry, but <laughs> yeah, we're hungry. So I would say, in addition to all the things that we discussed in preparing for an art exhibit, or, I mean art expo, you should include food and water. Yeah, food, water, beverage, whatever you want to bring to the expo because they're not gonna give you shit. And haircut. I never got my haircut. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, and another thing about preparing for an expo is the organization. You have to organize yourself, have everything ready beforehand. Um, we were working on this until late last night, and I think it was worth it because we thought how we were going to place everything, how we were going to promote everything, and at the end, it really worked out. Definitely organization, have a plan, have a to-do list so you don't miss anything. Um, make sure that you have the measurements for your table and once you know that, make sure that you don't bring more than what you need because sometimes that can be a pain in the ass and more if you're traveling on train or buses and maybe the big canvases that you wanted to bring is not that necessary because People are coming to conventions, they don't really have the money or they don't really have um, the way to move the canvas with them. So just think about all those things. I don't know what else you want to add. Yeah, no, I was going to say about the canvases, um, set your expectations to a, a realistic level. Um, I, speaking to a lot of the artists here, a lot of them did have canvases and, and they, they're very aware that they're probably not going to sell them. You know, I think in a way it's more of like an exhibit, a display of their stuff. Um, yeah, no, exactly. You can bring, let's say, one so people know that you can do that. And then maybe if they're interested in a commission or something, um, that's the way you exhibit yourself. But don't overdo it. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's not to discourage anybody from doing it if, if that's what you want to show and that's what you want to sell and promote. I'm sure some people will get sales yeah, yeah, of, of canvases. But it, it's just set your expectations, be, be realistic about your expectations, about your crowd. Um, I think for me, like, we had a, I think we had, I had an abundance of posters. I think the posters weren't really that necessary. Yeah. I could have had maybe half the amount of posters that I did. Um, I think the pins and the stickers were perfect. They were right on the money. Um, I think I would look at, at that again and, and continue that. Maybe do series two, start planning ahead for that. Um, and I think maybe next time, small canvases. Yeah. I think I, I will have, just maybe, maybe try to stick to like one big one and two small ones for the table, just to kind of show a nice presentation. Um, and that's it. I think I think that was that was pretty much it. And, and uh, food and water. Pass the mic. So I'm gonna go to everybody and just keep passing the mic around and let them say what they want to say. Yeah. No, no, it'll be right. What's up? This is Germs, aka DJ JS1, Rocksteady Crew. We're out here at the Street Art Expo in Queens. Queens is the hometown borough. I'm out here supporting my boy Topaz and all these dope artists that are out here. And in the line right here, if you can see what I'm looking at, it's really dope. I got Topaz's here. We got Cortez with all his artwork right next to us. We got Stem right next to him. Chiquitos out here. It's crazy. It's just legendary graph writers and some real amazing artwork. And uh, I'm here to support. We're in Queens. I'm 15 minutes away, so I, I, it would be a bad move for me not to be here to support. There's not a lot of art shows going down specifically right in this area and especially to allow this type of artwork. So if this is what we dedicate our lives to, you know, it's, it's hip-hop based stuff and, and graph art and I would be a fool not to be here to support my people and what's going on. Most of the time, you know, we're out painting and then I'm doing dad stuff. Something that, I, that I'd love to talk about is, is the fact that right now, um, aerosol art, all right, anything, uh, anything using a spray can to create artwork, right, under that umbrella is very popular. When we were growing up, 
you know, we were fighting for spots doing um, illegal productions. You know, like we were out, like I'd go to Hillcrest and, you know, see this fantastic production as these guys did. Cortez would be doing like insane productions and we're doing them in, in the dark, you know, or illegally. And now it's just fantastic that we're, we're able to go out and, and put this stuff in primetime locations and people for really appreciate and see your process. And people should take advantage of that right now and, and, and get out there and get a chance to see some of these great artists and also respect the guys that came from New York and Philly that were there that helped twist these letters around. And uh, I love all artwork and as somebody that does letters mostly and always paints with people that do fantastic character and background work, I would say that most of the time that the average person walks by our wall, they look at my piece with this weird twisted look on their face and then when they do figure out that it says something, they don't care what it says because it doesn't matter, it's my name and who cares what that is. And then they go to the character and say how amazing and beautiful it is and that it's incredible. And it is, it, inc it is incredible and beautiful, but what I would just like to say to anybody that hears it that doesn't know about lettering, it's just that you need to also see the technique and the style and the years that these people put in. And I don't just mean myself, I mean just all of the different artists and different styles, it's, it's important. It's, it, there's an art to it, and it's cool, you know, making letters dance, trying to, you know, twist them around and make it funky. And I just, you know, anytime I speak, I want people to to hear that and get that message too and appreciate it. it I, I think it gets the rap of that it's, they hear the word graffiti and think it's not difficult. Even when they can see that it looks difficult, go look at when Bio just does a piece off the top of the head and it's totally different than the last one and the way the subtle colors blend and just what you choose to put as your force field and those little random things, it's, it's, it's incredible. And I, I, you know, I'm always gonna be on the front line of that, like I am for, in the DJ community, like I am for scratching and, 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 and real beat juggling and really putting a real set together, not just going and playing hits and screaming in between it. People online, when I talk to different people, whatever they want to cure, call it, purist, you're this, you're that, you know, whatever. Yeah, I'm that guy. Like, I, I love the traditional stuff, and I want to keep keep that alive. I love and appreciate all the new stuff, the different styles. The, the guy Edmund from Brazil, the way he does kind of like some traditional graph, but with the newer 3D style elements, fantastic. I love it. But, I, you know, this is where it came from, and I just want to keep that going is with, with the DJing and the music and the graph. And I'm fine with it. I'm, I'm lucky to find a lane where I was able to make money doing it. And, and then being a part of Rocksteady Crew when they put me down, that kind of validates what I do and, and gives me that support system. And around the world, people respect that, so they'll listen to some of this, you know, instead of just like it's an annoying graffiti writer, you know, yapping. They, they might listen. And by the way, so listen, so now I just get to brag about this guy real quick, right? So, so this, <laughs> this dude Cortez, like, okay, so his artwork is, is just next level fantastic. So I don't have to really describe the artwork, right? But the years and the amount of time that he's been doing this, it's been really, really long. And he's, and he's did stuff in places that you would get beat up for sure and robbed at nighttime in Jamaica, like in the early 90s, it's not cool. You don't walk around like that. Like you put in a lot of work to get here and, and you, have to, you have to understand that. So when you see his really incredible work or he's out in the street and we're in Bushwick and he's doing this cool production, like it's fantastic. But you gotta remember 25, 30 years ago, 
sneaking around like hoping people don't try to hit us over the head with something and take our paint to get to this point. So it's it's more than just that talent that went into this. It's a it's it's life stuff. You know, and it's it's sacrifices, it's not knowing where the next check comes from and still plowing through it. It's taking a job maybe that you might not be thrilled about, but you gotta do that to, to further the next project that you love. And it, and it's it's a lot of, it's a lot of heart and a lot of grit, you know. So I, I just say you know respect to you because I know what it's like to do that. I know. I have my parents look at me like I'm crazy. Still sometimes, you know. But but we do this because we love it and we're not going nowhere. So yo, thank you for lis lis just listening to me yap all the day. Nobody wants to hear me, but yo. But uh, yeah, um, definitely check me out on it on Instagram at djjs one two j's. Erica, you want to join my pass the mic? I have a new segment. It's called pass the mic. I pass the mic, you say whatever you want. This is Erica in America. Um, I'm doing pretty well today, checking out some incredible artists here at the expo. Um, I'm really excited actually. I love um, that there are very talented women artists, um, being that it is a very male dominated culture and it's just, it's inspiring um there's a girl that writes his or she makes stickers of like cats and that stands out to me because i see it all like throughout different neighborhoods that i so happen to be in so that that like just gets me it's like oh like i finally get to meet that artist um it's just amazing there's another oh lady over here i forgot her name her portraits are incredible i've i, i've tried doing characters that are like portraits and they're just, I should not be drawing. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's definitely a lot of fun. Um, they're doing the art here and you watch them do the art and it's totally different than the murals and the spray painting. You know, over here you see their canvases and their prints and stuff that they have done before that you might've missed before, but you get a chance to collect now or, you know, get it now. Uh, Instagram, Erica in America. <laughs> You're staying off that Facebook slowly. Yeah, yeah. We're here live at the Street Art Expo, and Bison Queen was on a previous episode, if you guys remember. It was a great episode. It was about, what were we talking about? Color of beauty. Yeah. Beauty of color. Yeah, yeah. Both. Colorism. <laughs> Colorism and all that. Hi, this is Visine Queen. You can find me on Instagram at Visine Queen or VisineQueen.com. And right now I am in the process of planning future artistic events. Yeah, like um, something like, I guess like a smoke and paint, drink yeah, and paint. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like I had one recently and it was really bomb. It went really well. We had a good turnout. It was called um, Sip and Paint. It was in New Jersey. Uh, we had a really good turnout. We had like over 30 painters. Uh, we had a lot of people come through. Um, they were actually recreating my art. So some of them had their own ideas, like a few people, but most of them actually recreated my art that was present so they could see it and like redraw it. Yeah, it was pretty fun. So we had, it went really well, so I am excited to do it again soon. What do you think of the expo? The expo was fun. It's fun. Um, everyone, there's a lot of different kinds of art here. Oh my God, take a moment to walk around. There's so many different types of art. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Um, actually, more because there's not just graffiti. There's just like I said, like just like dark art. Um, some people have some clothing available. Some people have like girly art. There's a lot of graffiti, of course, but there's like just different types of different types of mediums. 
they should keep doing it. Um, I think there should be more promotion, maybe more perks based on how much people are paying per entrance, maybe like to bring more people out. But I mean, it's not, it's not a bad um, idea. I really like the setup. Maybe just a little more, like I said, promotion, just to like bring it to a different level. But I like the way everybody's tables are set up. And it's kind of similar to the street events. Well, I mean, that's when people have to take it into their own hands. Like everyone here has somewhat of a following. Like you really got to go hard to, to bring people out, to make sure that they're going to have a good time. Like, like people have to take into um, account like what kind of people they have behind them. And then when you ask them to come out, like try to think about like their experience when they come here. Like, you know, would you be okay with paying this kind of fee? Would you be okay with there being uh, food present or this, that, and the third? Like, you know, there are certain needs and requirements that people like want to like have when they go places. So I think if everyone kind of acknowledged that, maybe it would have been a little bit better. Yeah, like those little things where they kind of didn't take into account, like maybe they should have given like promotional codes or like, hey, you know, come see me here and it'll be like this much off. So I think that kind of stuff makes it a lot better because they're, they're coming here to spend money already. You know, you don't want to discourage them from the door before they even get to the table. Mr. Nova, I got to get you. I'm going to pass the mic to you. Hi, my name is Nova. I rep A3, AOB, GWB, um, from the Bronx. Um, here right now selling canvases at uh, Street Art Expo. And yeah, a lot of um, Nova NYC on all my social media, um, YouTube, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, everything is Nova NYC. I think the venue was definitely dope. I wish it had like a little more people or, or whatever, but Overall, it was definitely dope. The space was dope. Uh, the layout, everybody's uh, tables was definitely dope. You know, it's all about just having enough people to come out to support. Yeah, I got put on real last minute, so I didn't really have too much time to like set up or anything. Yeah, so I made some pins, so I figured I'll just like make a couple of sticker pack pins and prints and stuff like that. Stuff that people could just grab and do something real quick. That work. <laughs> yeah, six days a week, but I'm gonna try to paint like on like every other week, I'm gonna try to paint more, get a couple of walls in before the summer's out. Um, I didn't expect to see Smith. He was here with Pink. Oh really? Yeah, that was definitely dope. I got him in my book. Nice. Um, it was cool to see Moody, you, Stem. Stem has some fucking dope work. My boy J Lo in the back, definitely has some dope work. Onski. Yeah, it was a, it was like everybody had dope tables, a lot of dope stuff and whatever. Yes, one. Yeah, yeah. Um. Nothing much, man. You already know what it is. <laughs> All right. Passing the mic. I'm STEMYNN. Where you can find me, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, my name is too long, but it's Silk Eyelashes YNN. Or you could just type in STEM YNN. You know, I'm known for the black books, the freights, the walls, all that shit. You already know. You know what I'm saying? And I'm the black book messiah. You know how that goes. God of designers. Word up. But uh, yeah, just here, you know, uh, representing the culture. It's kind of slow today, but I'm just happy to be around people that love the stuff that I do. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it's all about, you know? I, I, I expect it to be kind of slow because the area is like, you know, yeah. it's kind of way out. Like, you know, it's like, it's almost like a, a hooker strip or something. You know what I'm saying? Hunts Point. This is like the second Hunts Point. So I didn't really expect nothing, but I'm glad a few people came in support. I sold a few prints, you know. Uh, people saw the canvases, they were scared to ask the price. It's all good. Uh, whatever. Canvases are intimidating. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But it's all good because whatever I don't sell here, I always sell on my page. You know what I'm saying? 
that's how I look at it. So yeah, but it's good. It's good to come out, meet people, let people see you for the first time. You know what I'm saying? Sign their books. You know, it's all good. Cause I barely come out like that anyway. How did you get started? Well, how I got started? I got started like I've been interested in graffiti since like '81. Like, but uh, I got started with the name Stem, probably like in '85. Uh, Cause I used to collect like the names I had before. They was already taken, like King, Deuce, Joker. Typical graph names. It was taken. So one day I was watching a baseball game with the Mets and they lost the game. So I was like, nah, these niggas, they suck, man. So I started writing their name backwards and I was like, yo, you know what? I could write that shit. Word. I'm STEM. Word. And then I just flip it later on. Word. So then I just flip it later on and I just cut it up to like slim, tall, ebony man. You know what I'm saying? So the Mets, they still suck, but without them, I wouldn't have had this name. Because writing Yankees backwards would sound fucked up. So, STEM, that's good, yo. Word up. True story, man. Word up. Well, what I try to do is, like, I try to um, just keep it, keep the black book culture alive, because it's still alive, of course, because without the black book, you wouldn't even, like, really get ill on the wall like that. You know what I'm saying? Because the black book is the blueprint and the wall is like the building that you're building. You know what I'm saying? So you always got to start off with the books first. A lot of these new heads, they don't even want to do the black book. They just go on the wall first and sometimes it's not good. You take a picture, you look back, you be like, damn, I wish nobody took a picture of it. Well, you should have been in your black book. You know what I'm saying? I'll either uh, pay homage to the cartoons I grew up with. Because most of the time when I draw these cartoons, people think I draw it because that's the style. I'm only doing that because that's what I grew up with. You know what I'm saying? And then um, I'll do my B-boy characters, then I'll do my um, comic book, you know, stuff like that, you know? Yeah, sometimes I stay like, I stay with bags under my eyes, yo. Like I work like, especially on Saturday and Sunday, I'll get up probably like eight in the morning, take breaks, and I'll probably be done like three in the morning watching Dragon Ball Z and all that shit, just to keep me focused to be up. So I could keep drawing and shit, you know? Yeah, sometimes that too. Like. I'll play the Warriors, I'll play Star Wars. I won't even look at the TV, but just being around it and me drawing will get me hype. After the movie done, I'll put on another old school movie, Dolomite, whatever, and just start drawing. You know what I'm saying? Until I'm done, take a break, eat, go outside, come right back, start again. All right, yo, uh, I'd like to say peace to everybody here. All the dudes that's still keeping the craft going, the black books, um, you doing your work, stay away from Prismas, no offense to the Prisma users. Keep it chalk packs and designers. Because anytime I do work, people keep hitting me, asking me what markers I use. Chalk packs, designers only. If I use Prismas, it's for throw-ups only. That's it. I got to move. I got to use markers that can blend and move. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Stay away from the stiff stuff and the alcohol-based markers. That's it. You know? Word up. And peace to you, man. Passing the mic. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Mr. Yes One, Yatu Sabe, South Bronx to New York to Brooklyn, Queens. Yatu Sabe, what up, what up? Mucho picante. Um, on Instagram, you can find me as Yes One, the O's is zero. Um, you can find me anywhere in New York City. Um, I'm out there, you know, I'm a, I'm a happy go lucky guy, so I'll give you a hug. <laughs> now for none, um, yeah, let's go Colombia, right? <laughs> um, you know, big up to James, you know, he, 
not for none, you know, he, he puts it together. You know, everybody got to be appreciative of, you know, doing the work that we did. And, you know, it looks like, you know, the turnout wasn't that great, but, you know, it, it could always get better. Yeah, you know what I mean? You know, I'm, I'm not saying it in a negative way. I'm saying that, you know, you know, you learn by failure, right? We're trying about failure, whatever they say. And, you know, I big up to him, man, because he did, he did a good job, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's also fun. You get to kick it with guys that you don't normally see every day, and you know we all do the same thing and got the same love for the art and the craft. And you know it's um it's a good like you know trading shows somewhat. You know what I'm saying? Because then um you know also everybody makes a few dollars and go home and you know also showcase your art. What did you bring? I brought I brought a lot of you know little knickknacks and stuff like that, prints and a couple of you know originals. But I know they're not gonna pay that much here, so you know I try to keep everything affordable. That, you know, everybody could afford to take a piece of my artwork home. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Mr. Cortez, you know, he's got love for you. You know what I'm saying? He's a bueno, I'm el malo. Ya tu sabes, Nueva York. Nah, but you know, we keep it real. You got to love the guy. And you know, um, let's keep Graf going. Peace, brother. We're going to go eat. What, who are we going to reach out to? Well, we're going to go see our friends Gro and Bene and maybe so if we do we'll pass the mic to them yeah we'll pass the mic they're gonna talk about the big uh, Colombia's victory <laughs> so we're gonna bore you guys with that all right of the Pass the Mic segment. So we were at the Street Art Expo. Everything went well, finished well. Then we decided to meet our old friend D-Double. D-Double in the house. You might remember him from the Born Fly episode and the 10 T Commandments episode. And we're here with his lovely partner in crime. She's all shy now, but shout out to my girl D. We're double D's. That's double D's. He's been drinking. <laughs> Today, Colombia won. We're very excited. 3-0. Eliminated Poland, I guess. Right? They're eliminated officially. They're out. So we figured we'd celebrate with a couple of beers, spend some of this uh, street art expo money, and we're going to talk about this World Cup. So, D, this is a segment we started. It's called Pass the Mic. I'm going to pass the mic to you, and you just tell us what's on your mind. Let me just start off by the World Cup. has been awesome so far. Camp front. Awesome. Yeah. I enjoyed it. There's a lot of underdog stories. There's a lot of like coming from behind, last minute wins. It's it's what you want. Because I, I was a little hesitant about this World Cup. I thought it was going to be bad. But so far, it's pretty good. And Colombia today, that's, I mean, that's all you needed. That's all you needed. A 3-0 to Poland. 
That's all you needed to make the day go. Like, this is a good day for football. My team's France. My team is France. Also England. Anybody that has an Arsenal, anybody who has an Arsenal player on it. People who have Arsenal players on it. No Portugal. Get out of here. No Portugal. England and France. I've been France ever since Thierry Henry and Zidane. So that's years ago. But I've enjoyed it so far. I can't, can't complain. My girl, on the other hand, she does not enjoy it. She's sick of it. But she's a trooper. She comes and watches it with me and just turns off the volume because she doesn't like the commentary. She does not like people talking. Yeah. Can't even watch, can't even listen to talk show radio. Like, no. People talking? She listens to people talk all day, so she don't. No. She don't listen to podcasts. She didn't even know what we did. <laughs> She's talking so much shit about her last podcast, she didn't even hear it. <laughs> See, she's all. I mean, that last-minute goal from Germany yesterday was crazy. Ronaldo's last-minute free kick was crazy. Mexico beating Germany was crazy. I mean, there's so many good moments. I think the Mexico winning against Germany and Colombia's game today, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I think a surprising thing about this World Cup has been Argentina. Argentina has been like most not present out of it. Two games that they really did not do whatever they're expected to do on a World Cup. Um, that they were relying on Messi to do everything. And as a team, they were not coming up. Argentina has been the story of the World Cup, actually. They are horrible. And they're supposed to be. Last year they were in the final. Last four years they were in the final. So you go from being in the final to losing your first two opening matches. I mean, against lesser opponents. That's been a story, a big story of this World Cup. I just say it, and I'll say it now. Ronaldo is better than Messi. I'm gonna pass the mic with that one. Boom! I said it. That's what it is. If you would have told me this before the last game, I would have still kind of had an argument and I would have been like, but come on, but, but but that last game was bad. Who was it against, the last one? The last, last, last one? Argentina and Croatia? 3-0. Yeah, Argentina, Croatia, 3-0. If you would have told me before that, that Croatia game that Messi wasn't like, what I would have been like, ah, but come on, but Messi and the style and all that, but like, yeah, he didn't come. He didn't. He didn't bring anything. And then Portugal had a great game, and 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 Cristiano Ronaldo participated fully in all those games. So yeah, I think we had a better conversation when there was still something to challenge. <laughs> now I'm just kind of like, yeah, everybody agrees, Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Ronaldo. All right. So aside aside from football, yo. So D, how was your convention experience? Oh, it was great. I walked. I walked up to the door, and I, it was at 5.30. Everyone was already shutting down, and it ends at 6. I walked to the door, and I said, are you still charging people to come in? And she said, yes, $27. And I turned around, and I left. So the moral of the story is don't charge people for shit like that. It discourages people. It's a convention. You want people to spend money inside of it, 
So step your game up, street art, expo, whatever the fuck you call yourself. Leave this in. Don't edit me out, okay? They need to hear this. They need to hear this. You're stupid. You got, you're in a horrible location. There's no foot traffic. And you're going to charge people $27 to come into your little show? $5 most, yo. And have a, have a food vendor or something. Like, have beer. Like, step your game up. Yo, you use your smarts. But don't charge people to go in to spend money. They want to buy stuff from the vendors, not from you. I'm going on a rant. He only got up to the door, heard the price, and left. We got a very dissatisfied customer right here. So I'm going to forward this over to customer service. They'll reply to you. Also, it's the principle. I can afford this, guys. But I'm not going to do it because it's dumb. It's 5.30. Even, all right, even if you're charging $27 when you first open, whatever. The day goes on. There's nobody in your fucking show. Say, hey, now it's $5. Learn. Like, take the temperature shit and adjust. That's what I'm saying. It's the principle of it. Because I can afford this and I can probably afford to do my own show. Fuck y'all. Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> this really got me angry. He's a very decent. Was he angry? I thought he was really angry. And I'm going to have to hear it all fucking night. Dude. No, I hear you. Read the room, right? My experience, my experience was it was it was good. I had a decent show. I mean, for what it was, I had low expectations of it. I didn't, I didn't picture too much traffic or anything. But yeah, the price was was high. I mean, it's a shame. I I could imagine how many other people probably walked away from it because they heard the price. You know what I mean? And I and once I heard that and I saw the reaction and I saw even the the artists in the place were like, damn, that's a high price. They were all talking about it. So I'm like, fuck, man. Like this is not that's not a good thing. I don't mind paying for the table. And I don't mind doing all the legwork to get there and all that because I want to connect with people that are really interested in my art. So if the if the roadblock to that is a fucking entrance fee, a ridiculous entrance fee, then yeah, you should cut it down. I mean, even if it would have been a fair price, would have been like ten dollars. You know what I mean? If I go in there and I see fucking midgets on stilts and fucking people doing cartwheels and doing live art, live graffiti, then I'm like, okay. I paid $27 to come in. Oh, and they're giving out free mimosas or some shit. Like, you're not doing nothing. It's just a regular place. It's like you paying. I'm going to pay to go into the mall and walk around and leave disappointed. Come on, man. That's when you, you got to text all the artists and tell them, meet me outside. <laughs> Let's meet at 6 o'clock right outside in the front door. Yeah, I'll be in my car. And then <laughs> we'll do a drive a drive through. That's what you should have done. Next time, just post up in your car. Sell it from the truck car. You get more people. You can stop on Steinway Street. The busy part, not the fucking warehouses where we were. So, D, I'm probably going to edit all this out. <laughs> Just letting you know that. <laughs> but, but I'm going to try to save some of it because I think it should be told. The truth should be told. I felt, I felt, no, seriously, after hearing the how much they were charging at the door, I felt bad, like, trying to, so it was, that's a bad spot. You're putting me in a bad spot. Where I can't charge for shit that I would normally charge. If this was free, would you would your experience have been different, you think? If it was free, first of all, I could invite everybody I know. You know, I could promote it in a way of like, you can come, you can go. Uh, you could show up at the last 30 minutes and it'll be okay. You could show up for the first 30 minutes and it'll be okay. Instead of feeling the pressure of like, I'm going to pay fucking 20 something dollars. I'm going to spend the whole day because why are you going to pay $20 to see the, a tiny little convention? They might just want to come just to see you for five minutes and leave. And then have things to make them stay. One food vendor, 
one beer vendor. You know what I mean? Like, you have to make people stay. In a mall, they make you stay in the mall. There's no windows. There's no clocks. It's for a reason. So you stay and hang out. And there's plenty of food. There's plenty of different things to distract you. <laughs> um, all right, so let's, let's talk about something different. Let's talk about the summer. Wow, my girlfriend, she doesn't want to talk, but she loves summer. I, I think summer beaches, but she hasn't gone to the beach yet. But I think, I mean, I'm not a fan of hot, but I think summer is about these moments where you're out with your friends, you have a drink, you're outside, you know what I mean? Like, I need more of these moments in my summertime because I think that's what it's about. It's about being out with people you, you fuck with. And that's what makes it better. Like, everybody's so busy all the time. Everybody got jobs. We're older now. <laughs> you see what I mean? Well, my summers were always, like, a thing because my mom will always plan some kind of trip. I will go to Punta Cana, Dominican Republic, or we'll go to Disney or something. Summers was always something, like a trip or something. But I think the most memorable one was the one we did the Europe trip. So I did a Euro trip back in 2013 with my friends from school and we did like, uh, it was like 20 or 20 something countries and it was for a month, maybe 19 something, I don't know. But it was a lot and it was a lot of cities and, and it was super fast, but it was the first time we were traveling like alone, alone, alone. Um, it was just my older cousin and my friends, so we were just exploring and everything was super nice it was summer and we got to see so many different environments that that was super cool he's not <laughs> he's not ready to pass the mic yet no, this just remind me because this is a good this is a good segue our friends here just showed up right <laughs> our friends just showed up and they have a story about a bad waiter or waitress we were at the bohemian bear hall and it it was in the news recently that a waitress, yeah, that same day that we were there, a waitress wrote on the receipt, however they did it. Like when she put the order in, she wrote spit in his food. And then this idiot, she gave the guy the receipt that says spit in his food. And the guy had ate his burger already. He said it, he thought it tasted weird, but that might just be psychological because he saw it. But still, like, for her to do that, it was a big thing in the news. So but Bohemian Bear Garden, they came on and they said nobody would ever do that. We fired that girl. But this segues perfectly into their experience about bad service in a great vibe that could ruin it. Like, That's horrible. Thank you for that. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> We're here for you. This is an open, this is a, a, safe, a safe place. It's a safe place. All right, so now we are still here at the uh, at the Diddy, the Diddy, the Diddy in in Astoria, and uh, and now we have our two friends, our two favorite people in the world, the whole wide world, aside from our other two favorite people in the whole wide world, and our other two favorite people in the whole wide audience. <laughs> but we got Gro and Benna here, and they're gonna share a story with us. Uh, you're coming back from your great victory right now, right? Why don't share with us your uh, your Colombia victory watching experience? I mean, we were late. 
I mean, we're Colombians, I guess that's... But we were late even for the game, <laughs> too much again, I mean. And then we get there, we had like the whole vibe, it was like awesome. And then this lady, she was like, at the, like she was a bartender, and we decided for two beers, and she immediately charged us fifty dollars for fifty dollars for. And then we were, and then East was like, "Hold on, we're not getting these beers. We win this money." And she was like, just at, as soon as he started like saying like, "Hold on, this is not right," she immediately just went crazy. She was like, she was like, "I'm gonna talk to the manager," and we we're like, "Yes." Please. <laughs> that's what we're that's what we're waiting for and then she just completely went off we were just like waiting and then she I guess like because we were so patient and then just like waiting for the manager to come we were like all right we're just gonna watch a game and wait for the manager she just completely went off so she started like cursing out like cursing us out like I'm gonna call security on you guys and we were like what the fuck we went it's good I wasn't there. She wouldn't need help to pick her fucking teeth up off the floor after I broke her fucking arms. service. How could she do that, though? That is too much. Us, it's like, we, we've been, I know, I mean, I mean, we, we were in the, in, in the service industry before, so it's like, what the fuck? We're like being patient. We're just, we just letting you know that you made a mistake and you're cursing us out and calling the security on us. We're like, first of all, we're here to watch a game. Uh, we missed the second goal uh, because of that. Oh, that was the best one too. Yes. The second goal was the best one too. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I, I, think, I, think, I think it was... <laughs> that was my tigre. I mean, yes, I think that was the, the thing that it, like, it gave me the most. I was like, I fucking missed it. So, from the beginning, I'm such a nice person. It's a beautiful day. Yeah, just imagine this. You're walking into this place. We're, lo we're looking for Ben's friend, the one she's, she swears she's texting and she's there. She's nowhere to be found. And I'm like, okay, yeah. And I'm just like, let's, let's go get a beer. And I'm, the game is starting. The bartender is busy taking her sweet ass time. I'm like, you know what? I'm okay with it. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna keep watching. And then I told Ben, it's your friend here because if she's not, we should move to the next place. And she's like, yeah, yes, she's here. I was like, okay, let's get a beer. I was like, because she's taking a long time, but okay, let's wait. Then she comes to me and she's like, what do you want? And I'm like, can I please get this beer and this beer? What? I was like, that beer and that beer. I called them by name. And she's like, what? And I was like, that one and that one. And she grabs them and she very nicely puts the bottle in her mouth and opens it with her teeth. The bartender. And I'm like, you know what? That is badass, but you should not be doing that in a, in the place that you work. You're not my buddy. Don't yeah. put your fucking mouth in my bottle. And then it was like, yeah, and then it was like, should I be okay with it? And then she gives me the bill. Now, as soon as I, she gave me the bill, I was going to point it out to her. And I see the bill for $50 for two beers. And I was like, uh, no, this, I'm charged 25 per bottle. And she says, yes. And I'm like, are you serious? $25, $25 a bottle. And she says, yes. And then she looks at the receipt and she's like, oh, no, you're right. I made a mistake. And it's like, but what if, what if I give you the second round later on and we keep the bill as is? Because if the manager comes, it's going to take a long time. 
And I'm like, I'll, I'll wait, don't worry, I can wait for him or her. Then, you know, I was watching the game, and then she just, she just throws the new build in front of me for $14, which mathematically makes no sense. If she was charging me 50 for, I don't know, two in her head, then it was four saying that was 25 each, then she just kept changing prices. <laughs> so the, 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 the final bill was for $14, which means each beer is seven. And I was like, and she just drops the bill and I'm like, she's like, can you sign? And I'm like, no, didn't you say you want to bring the manager? And she just started freaking out and saying, nobody, okay, buddy, nobody's trying to steal from you. The bill is there. Can you just sign it? And I was like, eh, no. It's like, I'd like to talk to the manager. And she's like, wait, you know what? She's busy, you're gonna have to wait. Okay. And you know, I didn't have a rush. I didn't have to go anywhere. The friend didn't show up still. <laughs> <laughs> then she she looks at me and she says, oh, you want to talk to the manager now? And it's like, yes, I would like to. And she's like, about what? And it's like, about the fact that you opened my wallet with your teeth. And she's like, oh, and you feel some way about it? And I'm like, yes, yes I do. <laughs> And one of the customers, she was trying to help her out, and she's like, you know, if it makes if if that makes it any easier or better, she doesn't really touch the bottle. And I was like, well, do you see that little drip right there? That's her saliva, because I actually saw it. And sounds sounds like I'm making this up, but no kidding, I, I saw it. Yeah. And it was like, no, that's not gonna happen. I work in restaurants. You don't do this shit. And then she started freaking out saying, you think anybody gives a fuck about you? You think my manager is gonna come to give you, give you attention? That's when the teeth were on the floor already then. See how she's passionate about this? I was passionate about that expo. I wish the fuck I would. Imagine this, like this is the bartender trying to... <laughs> she's... The fun thing is like she's she's motivating her customers. Like, do you give a fuck about him? Do you give a fuck about him? <laughs> and, and I was just looking at her. I was just like, please keep. Did you see the manager? Of course. The story goes for a bit. <laughs> we we actually got a VIP treatment because they have to make that up. It was horrible. Then what happened? Oh, then after she went off, like, if anybody gives a fuck about me. I was like, okay, so I guess I get to watch the soccer now. No beer, but okay, I'm gonna enjoy it. And it was like, what, 20 minutes of the game? And then it was like, is she coming? And she's like, she's busy, you know, she's she's gonna come when she has time. I was like, okay, I'll keep waiting, I guess. And then she saw that I was so calm and I think she started freaking out because, you know, nothing was happening. She, I was not leaving, I was not gonna let her win. So she freaked out and she's like, you know what, I'm gonna look for the manager and I'm gonna call security so they can escort you out. And I was like, okay, cool, I'm gonna be here. I was like, as a matter of fact, you know, let's go, I'll go with you. Just to avoid any, all these guys are blah, blah, blah. She's like, you know what, let's go check it out. And I follow her. She goes to the host and he's like, oh, I'm gonna need to, the manager and please security to take these guys out. The host, he freaked out and he's like, uh... We, we don't have security right now. <laughs> so she she just bounced. And then this guy called the managers because of course she never called them. It's like, yeah, they're busy. Like, come on servers, we don't do that. <laughs> and those lead, no. 
anyways, managers start coming in asking questions like, oh yeah, what happened in the classic? Oh, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. And then she starts saying, no, we're getting rid of this person, but you know, we can't do it mid-shift. And I was like, I, I get it, but you know, still. So at the end, they just gave us free beer, free shots. Then Colombia went, we got more shots. So they, they kind of make it out, but you know, if, 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 she's, if she's not out of that place, they broke so many health codes doing that, plus shitty service. They, they can get it from anywhere, from customers and the health department. And for what? For one person that what, was having a bad day? If she wouldn't be nice enough, it would have been smoking with her after that. But she just had to fuck it up. And she couldn't fix it. When she gave me the second bill and said the $12, you know what? Sorry. I was like, I get it. I made me. Yes, it's like. That's why she's not the man. The thing is that the first boy, because she did it already, we got a $50 charge. Then she called the manager and she got the void. So that's why she was charging us only 14. So she already talked, but then she was trying to be on the smartest and keep pushing whatever she was trying to do. And that is not gonna fly. I am nice enough to, to let you kill yourself with your own mouth. I'm not gonna fight you back. Just, just do you. Really? In a, in a shitty bar, no two drinks is $50. But this is a good topic, poor service when we go or bad experiences this is a good topic i mean i know we've had just a few not like anything crazy yeah she knocks teeth out <laughs> she's not like calm and like she'll you know no like 50 dollars That time that we went to watch the Colombia game at Legends, oh, yeah. that it was 40 minutes, and then it was 40 minutes that we were waiting for the breakfast, and it just came in when he was canceling the order. So I was like, well, let's just stay. It's right there. No, no, I'm leaving. I had to wait 40 minutes. I'm leaving. Well, okay, so this is the deal. The deal is that we went to watch that Colombia game. It was in the morning. So I had to, I had to watch it before, exactly, 8 o'clock in the morning before going to work. So I go to the sports bar, and I call them ahead of time. They said, yeah, we have the games on. I said, all right, cool. Show up. They had a $20 minimum per, yeah, table. per table. So I was like, $20 minimum, meaning that I got to order something at $20. They were like, yeah. I'm like, all right, fine. We'll have breakfast. And we were there early. We were there before the game started. Okay? So I was like, all right. Sat down. Oh, yeah, we'll have two cups of coffee. Looked at the menu. It's breakfast. Uh, the most obvious thing, two eggs, toast bacon done that any diner can give you in 15 minutes and it's fast 15 minutes you're done i did that on purpose because i'm in a rush let me just get that breakfast out of the way dude it took 45 minutes it took half time at, at the third it got crowded after we were there and other people were eating before we were eating exactly and and and, and, and i i, I called here before me I can see definitely yeah I, no so so then at the 30 minute mark I called the waitress over and she had that look like uh 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 exactly like she didn't know me and I'm like she acted like that and that 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 told me everything the minute that she <laughs> did you <laughs> I just have to say 
this restaurant slash bar we at has a good vibe, right? We're outdoors right now. People don't know that. And they're playing good music. So shout out to a restaurant actually playing good music. You or and the right volume of music. Because some just go super loud. It's like, and nobody wants that. Like pairing food with good music gets you further. So shout out, what's this place called? The Diddy. The Diddy. D-I-T-T-Y. Good spot. All right. I think we'll end it with that. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. All right, another episode in the bag. Uh, next episode is episode 34, Independence. Um, I'm going to talk about an art life, what it's like to be an independent artist. And on Culture Talk, we're going to be discussing some stories of independence in Latin American countries. And at the end, we'll be Hablando Español. <laughs> <laughs>